Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. It's Michael Guerin joining you to talk all things harness racing for the next half an hour or so. If you had a bet on the weekend, I hope you made a profit. And we're going to talk to some of the stars of the show and try and find you a winner today. New South Wales harness racing at Bankstown. Jack Brown is a young man doing super things of the sulky. He will join us in about 15 minutes. But before then, perhaps the most informed man in New South Wales harness racing, winning Group 1s in Queensland with trotters and returning home and winning feature two-year-old races is Brad Hewitt. Thanks for joining us, Brad. I know you must be busy this morning because the team is on fire. Morning, Mick. Yeah, just having a bit of luck with a few of them. Got a bit of bit of power there, which helps. But yeah, having a good run at the minute. What's the key to it, mate? Is it are you take, getting better cattle? Are you getting better support from the owners? Are the owners willing to spend more? Is there a reason behind this outstanding form, which has probably been the last two years, but has been really strong in the last four or five months? Yeah, just a bit of everything, Mick. Like, um, a bit of luck goes a long way too, but um, yeah, got like a pretty good crop of two and three-year-olds um, the last year or two, and um, yeah, got got some really good owners and that behind me, and yeah, just having a bit of luck in the races and having a bit of bit of power to sit behind always helps things. One of those horses with some power is the two-year-old filly, I told you, who went to Menangle on Saturday night, won the two-year-old NSW bread final, but beat the boys, and it's not often two-year-old fillies can beat the boys on a Saturday night. She must be pretty talented. Yeah, she she does go good, Mick. Um, yeah, I sort of broke her in and yeah, had her uh, the whole way through. She was actually going to try and get ready for the APG final but yeah a few things went amiss and just yeah wasn't going to work out so she went for a break and um her owner Phil and Denise first and they worked her up and um yeah qualified her at parks and yeah she come back here uh 10 days ago or so and um yeah I've always had a had a good opinion of her and um she came out and showed it on Saturday. That looks like one of the new rave crosses for harness racing, a captain treacherous out of a better's delight mare, getting the speed on one side and the toughness on the other side. How do you find the captain treacherous stock to train? Uh, yeah, touch wood, most of them have been, been pretty good. You still get the odd ones, they're a bit yeah, sort of rough and immature and things like that. But um, yeah, then I've had a, had a few, of the, few of the captains too that are quite the other way, they're intelligent and beautiful to work with. It's like yeah, any of them really. They can all change a bit. Well, what do you see this filly doing in the next six months of her career? Uh, well, she's uh, got the British Challenge coming up. I think that starts uh, next month in September, so that'll be the logical target in, in the short term. And uh, Yeah, haven't really looked, looked past that, but um, yeah, I suppose after that we've got the Miracle Mile Carnival and stuff like that when the oaks and things are on so if she's yeah, going as good as what we hope then yeah, races like that wouldn't be out of the question Another winner at Menangle on Saturday night was Triple Four now that was for the Rixons, Peter and Hannah it wasn't your stable you lent it to them when you went to Queensland, <laughs> are you confident you'll get it back? <laughs> no, no, I'm happy with him Yeah, he's going good um, his last run 
the knee. He actually yeah, tied up a couple of days before, and yeah, I really shouldn't have started him. He'd been a month between runs, and yeah, just trying to go out and get a result for, for the owners. But yeah, whenever they do that, yeah, they, they never perform. So yeah, should have should have really wouldn't have went around that night. But um, he's he's going really good, and um, yeah, he's won two of his last three, and he's always had a, a heap of ability. He's actually been a bit of a disappointment because I really liked him early doors but um, he's kicked a couple of goals again lately so yeah more than happy. Mate Guilty Party is a horse you're getting a good association with now for David Hewitt and uh, that won the Waratah series final on Saturday night it seems to be a horse that that's going through one of those purple patches. Yeah Dad's always had a bit of an opinion of him like he's always been above average and um, he's the same he's sort of been a little disappointing through um, yeah, the middle part of his career like, um, just wasn't handling things but yeah, he's just racing real good form the last sort of month or six weeks so he, he hasn't put a run in a bad run in for yeah, probably his last eight, eight starts probably but um, yeah, it's just good that he's finally put it together and he's starting to go good Mate, we know you predominantly as a trainer of good paces and a lot of young good paces, but two weeks ago you won the Queensland Trotters Cup, which is a group one. It's $100,000 with Majestic Trio, a trotting mare. Um, do you like training trotters? Have you got many trotters on the property? And what's the plans for a horse like her? Because there is an inter-dominion back on that same track in about five months. Yeah, uh, she's a funny one there. Yes and no to like and train trotters. She's um yeah, can be a bit of a, a headache as yeah, anyone that's training would would know, but she's in the good books at the minute. Um she's yeah, she's done a great job. I think she's won uh twelve or thirteen races for us and yeah, we paid yeah, next to nothing for us. So she's done a, a great job and won yeah, sort of a hundred and fifty thousand or something like that now, so but um, she's actually yeah, the first trotter I've trained and she's still the only one I've got. I haven't yeah, been um, prepared to put myself through through the headache again of, of getting another one. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to get another one shortly after the job she's done. So you wouldn't mind if they turn out and do a job like her. Would you take her or consider taking her to the Inter-Dominion, which is back in Queensland starting in December? Uh, yeah, well, uh, there'd be no reason not to, especially if um, yeah, I was going. If Typo, um, he, he's a good good horse, and be aiming him for that series too. So if he was going, then yeah, there's no reason why she couldn't go. I know she's not up to the the best ones, the Victorians and things like that. But um, like she she has run second to Queen Leader in another Group One um, before that. So yeah, if she's going, to, if I was going, there'd be no reason not to take her anyway. You talk about Typo, he's a horse who came across from New Zealand, he'd lost form and he's really found it in your care. Um, I, I presume a Len Smith mile on Eureka night, is that in his future or is he having a break now after Queensland? Uh, yeah, he just had a short break, he had uh, 10 days off or something like that but he came in last week and yeah, I think that's uh, about a month away the Len Smith mile but yeah, that'll be the, the next short term target and um, yeah, he only has to go as good as what he had been uh, his last sort of half a dozen starts and with the right run he's sort of as good as most I think. Brad, people see your name and the results all the time now when you win more races they see your name more often. How big is your stable? Uh, yeah, I always yeah, train about sort of 
16, 18 sort of thing, and, and Dad always has about around the, the 10 mark. So, and, yeah, that, that's with yeah, a few uh, yearlings and that in amongst them as well, but, yeah, usually around the, the 16, 18 mark, I'd say. Is there room bred that you want to expand that? I, I presume you're training on the same property as your dad, so is there room to, to get more horses? Because when you start training Saturday night winners and typos and, and group one trotting winners, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some interest. Yeah, no, there's, there's always room for, for good ones, that's for sure. But um, yeah, we're a bit limited here to, to the numbers that we can train. But um, yeah, you always like to make room for the better horses. And just, yeah, that's the, the trick is just trying to keep them turning over when, when they've won, think they've won their races and just try and keep on turning them over and get the next nice one. Uh, we've been tipping a horse of yours on the radio all the time, and it, and it did the right thing on Friday at Wagga called Let Us Nip Ya. Uh, it didn't pay much, but we kept tipping it because we knew it had ability. Am I reading this wrong? Is he a bit of a squib, or does he actually have ability and his brain still catching up? Uh, yeah, I think the, the latter, Mick, he's just there. Uh, he's a bit of a strange horse. He's sort of one of them uptight sort of horses. As soon as you get him out and tie him up to to put the harness nut on him, he's yeah, just standing there with his eyes popping out of his head and he's just yeah, a bit of a, a warrior but um, he's slowly coming around and his uh, manners are a lot better this time in so he's yeah, gone to the races twice now and he's yeah, doing things a lot a lot better so he's um, yeah, got the, the Breeders Blue coming up in a fortnight, the heats are so that'll probably be his next target Alright, what about the rest of the week, do you have a, a horse lining up anywhere for our listeners? Because we love a punt, but we love a winner even more, Brad. Um, not that yours are paying much at the moment, but do you have one you like? Uh, well, the only one we got this week is uh, I've got to go and drive one of Dad's horses at Bathurst, uh, Philly, so she goes pretty good. But um, yeah, obviously, first starter and trip over to Bathurst, like it's um, yeah, can sort of undo them a bit going over the mountains and that first time away but um she goes okay and then yeah we'll just have a another few going around at uh Wagga again on friday mate um one of your good friends is the canberra raiders league legend um uh, J- jared croker who's actually in majestic trio so you've got him a group one winner um they were okay on the weekend they were better they're hanging into the top five but gee it's been a, a ropey old roller coaster watch the last three or four weeks yeah no they're Definitely don't don't go on with a job. That's for sure. They're yeah, always only winning by sort of two or four or six points. So, um, but yeah, keep winning and keep getting the two points. So yeah, they should be making the finals again. And yeah, just whether or not they can squeeze in the top four would make things easier. But yeah, just as long as they keep winning and yeah, keep kicking goals. For a bloke like yourself, do you get a chance to go along to a footy game? Because obviously Fridays and Saturdays are pretty busy for you. Yeah, I've been to two or three games this year. I think oh, it might have been a, a Friday night and a Sunday um, Arvo, I think. I've definitely been to. So, yeah, whenever we get a bit of a chance, we yeah, always try and go over and um, cheer the old fella on. Do, do you have a couple of beers and get involved in the Viking clap, or are you you're too mature for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, there's... They're doing it all the time. Yeah. I'll have a beer, but yeah, I usually can't use two hands because I've got the beer in my hand. So I always, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll do the beer part. 
Well, mate, that's fair. I mean, let's be honest, you can't drink at the races here. Models have a beer at the footy. Mate, congratulations on how the team's going, Brad. Um, thank you for joining us today. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how these things evolve because at the moment, between two-year-olds and fillies and boys and Wagga and Menangle and Albion Park, you've got, you've got your hands full, but you're doing a super job, mate. Thanks for your time. Done you, Thanks for Brad Hewitt, uh, an outstanding form training and driving. Um, remarkable, majestic trio who won the Group 1 Queensland Trotters Cup just over two weeks ago. His first ever trotter, and he's only got one in the barn. Well, that would be close to a record. Very few harness racing stables only have one trotter and then turn it into a Group 1 winner because um, they really are a learning curve, the trotters. So, yep. He's in a, a man in a rare vein of form. Um, one of the young stars of harness racing in New South Wales is Jack Brown, and you may not have heard him too many times on the radio before, but I'm picking you'll be hearing a lot more of him. He's been driving a lot of winners, and more, more importantly, driving Saturday night winners, including the feature pace at Menangle this Saturday night just gone. It was a hell of a drive because the favourite looked to be home, South Coast Arden, and Jack came stormy down the outside with Stingray Tara. Jack, as you join us this morning, good morning, thanks for your time, and that must have been a bit of fun because it's hard to get drives in the biggest races, let alone win them. Morning, Mick. Yeah, um, it was a great night and uh, everything sort of worked out in our favour and they went with the speed on early and we ended up getting the chockey so it was really well really good and um yeah hopefully we can get a couple more big feature wins on the board were you surprised you could blow past south coast arden because he'd had a hard run but he's a pretty good horse yeah definitely um well, our horse is um probably not up to, to that, that class all the time but um everything yeah it's such a good week and um he was spot on on the night and south coast arden had a sort of a tough trip and he is a great horse but I do think if um, I got up alongside him I definitely thought South Coast Arden would have kicked back he seems like a horse that gets out in front and switches off and a little bit and um, he sort of probably couldn't see me coming and um, so we just worked out good for us. Jack, you work for Jack Trainer, but plenty of our Gallops listeners or Greyhound listeners, in fact some of our Harness listeners, uh, wouldn't know much about your background. Do you come from a racing family and uh, how long have you been spinning around tracks like Menangle? Um, yeah, I've been in harness racing all my life. My dad's a small trainer and just trains a couple of horses and um, turned 16 and all I ever wanted to do was drive and um, I moved out to Menangle and worked for Robbie and Kerry Ann Morris and um, I spent probably 12 months there and then um, I went over over here to Jack Trainer and I've probably been here for about two years and um, really enjoyed it and Jack's given me plenty of opportunities and um, putting on me on some really nice horses and getting my name out there so very thankful for that. Mate, you're up to 128 odd wins in your career and um, it says on the website you're only 18 years old so things are going pretty darn well. Yeah, everything's going well and I've got a lot of stables that do support me in my driving and um, I do a lot of travelling to different tracks and um, it's all experience and um, you never stop learning. So, um, yeah, ev everywhere I go I'll try and get to and, um, yeah, I really love it. What about Menango on a Saturday night? Because over the carnival uh, there were a few gaps, some of the big dogs were away, but over the next month or so there's going to be less gaps uh, and a lot more names in the driver's room. Is it tougher to drive at Menangle on a Saturday night than it would be, say, 
Bathurst on a Wednesday night or even this afternoon when you head to Bankstown. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the big guns up in Queensland for the Queensland Carnival, like Jack Halligan's and Jason uh, Jason Grimson's and um, Cameron Hart and Jack Trainer, they're all up there competing for uh, big stakes and sort of makes it a little bit easier back home for me. And um, I did get a lot of Metro drives, and um, so it's actually well that a couple of them have come home and I'm still getting a go. So um, it sort of worked out good for me, and I got a go here, and I'm really, really thankful for the people that supported me while I was on the school. Well, Jack, nothing quite so glamorous today at Bankstown, but there's still money to be won and pictures to be put on the wall by winning owners. And the first on the card, which goes at 12.45, you drive tap out for Adam Regari. Um, what do you know about tap out? Because it was six last time, it was OK, but it's very well bred. Yeah, he is very well bred. Um, and I drove him his first start. I still thought he's got a lot of learning to do, though, in his first start. He sort of come off the back coming off the back, I sort of felt like I was the winner and he sort of pulled out and didn't really know what to do. So um, I definitely think he's going to be better again. And I think with a bit of racing, he'll switch on and um, be a good money spinner for connections. I think today suits him. I think it's uh, 2,100 metres. So he'll um, hopefully be up on the speed and um, hopefully he'll be there about. Mate, you're doing a lot of driving for Kevin Pizzuto today, and one of those is Tiger's Spirit, and the second on the card, second line barrier draw at a 1740. What do you make of that? Yeah, he's going really good. Tiger's Spirit last week's run was really good, and um, so hopefully we can push through and get a forward position, and um, he'll be there about to just a sort of one pace sort of customer, so we'd like to have him up on the speed and um, keep him rolling. Apologise for the background noise here. We're in a, a noisy place for on the pace this morning. But on to the third on the card. Um, you're you're driving better a girl for Adam Regari again. Tricky inside of the second line barrier draw. Yeah, definitely a very tricky draw. And um, the one looks like it, it gets out okay and we'll be trying to lead. So hopefully if we can chase that one through and um, try and hold it back, it's definitely a, a top four chance from there. And... Um, the one will be doing its best to lead. Not sure if it's got the gate speed to do so, but um, it'll be definitely trying hard. Fourth on the card, another one for Kevin Bazzuto, another Tiger, Tiger Tommy. Yeah, this filly's actually racing really well. Um, she loves Bankstown. Um, she goes really well around the smaller circuits. Tricky draw again, but she is following sort of one of the favourites, so sort of one, the two, three fence um, looks to be her go and um, hopefully with a little bit of luck we can get clear air and uh, pick some money but she is racing really well and um, she is flying at the moment. But fifth on the card, you're on tooth on a roll. You've got another second line draw here so I'm not seeing who you've upset but second line draw for tooth on a roll. Yeah, I'm not really enjoying the good barriers today this afternoon but we'll have to work with it. Um, yeah, really nice, um, nice little horse and uh, good money spinner. And hopefully we can um, sort of seventeen hundred metres takes a bit tough from the back draw. But um, if there's a little bit of speed blackens off, I, I wouldn't be scared to put her on the race. She's um, quite a little tough customer, and um, if we can sort of be up there with them at the top of the straight, um, I'm, I'm sure they'll know she's there. My seventh on the card, uh, another one. Oh, sorry, the sixth on the card, another one for. Um, Kevin Pizzuto, roll with Sloy, and this one, the recent forward suggests, can probably overcome the second line draw. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, newcomer to Kevin's Pizzuto stable, and um, I've driven this filly quite a lot for Michael um, Daltos, and she's a nice filly without being a great filly. She raced in the you know, Breeders' Challenges as a two-year-old and um, come to Kevin's care now, and Kevin was just learning a little bit about her first start, and um, she raced really well, come from sort of well back in Mustard Home and run fourth, and it was a really eye-opening run. So uh, 2,100 metres, um, it looks like there's not really much horse's power in the field. There's a couple off the front row that are competitive, so hopefully um, I can put her into the race early, and um, hopefully she'll be right there, and I think she'll, uh, she should be too good for these ones. Oh, okay, that could be a piece of the day. Race seven, mate. Last on the car goes at four twenty-three, and you're on Jillaby Dingo. Yeah, um, Jillaby Dingo. Uh, he raced on Thursday. He's sort of more of a needs the front row to dip across and find the fence. Doesn't really look like it's going to happen there from nine. So we're just going to have to probably drive him for luck. And um, definitely, if there's a little bit of speed on in the race, he's sort of needs to um, be up on the speed but uh, he's going to find it hard today so hopefully we can just earn some money with him. So I take it Jack your best of the day is roll with Sloy in the sixth on the card? Yeah definitely roll with Sloy I think um, sort of if I put her into the race early she'll be definitely hard to beat. Mate have you got a favourite horse? Um, you've obviously won a free for all on Saturday night on uh, on a decent horse. Have you got a favourite horse at the moment or, or even just one for us to follow? Um, so I don't really like having favourites, but um, Jack does have a lot of mares in the in the uh, in the stable, and um, really like a horse called Putaway. Um, I won my first sort of big race feature race on her while all the boys were away, and um, yeah, she's very nice. And I also like BK Sly and a few mares that I drive on a Saturday night with my junior claim. So yeah, they're they're also going to start coming back racing soon, and then two will probably won the fight. Jack, it's good to get to know a bit, a bit more about you, mate. Um, congratulations on how well things are going, uh, winning the free-for-all on Saturday night as well. And Mate, good luck at Bankstown today. So just confirming, roll with Sloy the best of the day. Is there something else the punters should be looking at? Uh, definitely, probably, uh, I'd probably go tooth on a roll and tap out to uh, run a place. Good on you, Jack. Good to get to know more about you, mate. Get round safe today. Right, thanks, mate. It's Jack Brown. Good to hear about his background from a small harness racing family, winning the feature race on Saturday night, and of course, uh, only 18 years old, well into the 100 win range, with plenty more to come. My apologies, by the way, for the background noise here. When you do a lot of radio shows, sometimes you get stuck in weird places doing them, and that's the case today. We hope it's not affecting your. Um, communications too badly well here's an unusual one for us here on on the pace we don't often get a chance to talk to the tasmanian harness racing drivers and todd rattray is of course uh, well known in harness racing right around australia but he's also now off to the big dance they had the bow tide named uh, after one of the superstars of the Rattray Harness Racing family into Dominion and Miracle Mile winner. They had the Bowtide Race at Hobart on Saturday night. The winner got automatic entry into the $2.1 million Eureka and Todd won it aptly with Magician. So Todd, the question is, Magician won the big dance. Is he going to go to the biggest of all the dances, the Eureka? Yeah, I think he will. He, um, obviously, Andy's spot um, down here, so um, yeah, we'll see how we go. 
what do you make of going to Eureka? Is it a case that you qualify, Todd, so you decide to go? Or is it a case that you go there and think, if things go well, you could be a top four chance? Uh, well, to win the boat title was just a, a good thing itself. Um, obviously, um, did a run in the Eureka, but um, we was just trying to make sure we got through this week, uh, last week, and um, obviously we've got to get ready for the Eureka and hopefully hopefully can keep up and be competitive. All right. Would you often, the Rattray horses, head north to New South Wales and join James Rattray, your brother, so would this one do the same thing or would you actually go with the horse yourself? Uh, you probably go up to James as, as quick as we can and then, then I'll try and get up there as soon as I can. So um, I'll, I'll probably go with him um, whenever I can. So, um, yeah, well, James is up there so he can look after him for a little bit until I get there, I guess. Todd, it must be good to have a Tasmanian horse in the Eureka because when people say Tasmanian harness racing, they always think Bowtie. He's the first name that comes to mind. And there's not many others on the list in the last 15, 20 years, maybe Ignatius being the most obvious one. So it's good to see the state represented in the world's yeah. richest harness race. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just to be in a race like that is, is, is just a huge honour and to represent Tassie. Um, so... Yeah, ho- hopefully you can um, obviously run a race over there and um, yeah, it's just good to be in it. Todd, how is harness racing going in Tasmania? Because it's had its low points, it's also had some really good times in the last 10 years and stakes for the lower grade races got to a good level not too long ago. There were 9,700 for the maidens the other night. Where do things sit at the moment in your opinion for Tasmanian harness? Uh, I think the prize money is getting a bit better uh, for us. Um, I, I think our breeding is just starting to get a little bit better too. Um, obviously the bow tide race and the Eureka and all that's hopefully going to promote breeding a bit better too. So um, I, I think we're getting better, but um, obviously our three-year-olds and four-year-olds in the bow tide were, were pretty handy horses. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get better so we can um, take on the mainlanders um, and get get those sort of bow tied horses and Ignatius as, um, and be competitive in those bigger races. Mate, we're looking forward to seeing you in Sydney. It's great to have a horse, another Tasmanian coming north in Magician. So, mate, well done on winning what's basically a family race. The bow tied, of course, is synonymous with the Rattray family uh, in Hobart on Saturday night. And, Mate, we'll see you at Menangle on September the 2nd. Thanks, mate. That's Todd Rattray, who has magician ready to take on Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame won at Albion Park. Easy as you could possibly want for a Eureka favourite on Saturday night. And next week we'll try and grab Grant Dixon because uh, he is the reigning favourite for the Eureka. That's the 2nd of September out of Menangle. Tickets still available to get there for hospitality. But it's free to go if you want to go for general and just enjoy yourself, sit on the grass, and of course, Birds of Tokyo playing after the last. Once again, my apologies for the background noise today. Sometimes these things are out of your control. That's On The Pace for our Monday morning. Next, it'll be Brittany Graham back with you for On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday.